In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Greetings, folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WADA Radio and One Heart right here on life-changing talk radio 105.1 fm wava my name is dennis williams i'm director of ministry for wava radio and i want to welcome you to today's broadcast well folks we have some good friends some good friends of mine i've been working with uh, denver seminary for for quite a number of months now and, and just met some of these folks just wonderful wonderful people and we've had the opportunity to to recently take an in-depth look at denver seminary and the opportunity it offers working professionals to receive a, a pretty flexible postgraduate education. With its main campus in Denver and extension campus in the Washington, D.C. area and an online global campus, Denver Seminary is providing theological education to a, just a broad spectrum of God's people. They're currently holding listening sessions with Black pastors and leaders. And we have three very special guests from Denver Seminary with us to, to tell us more about that today. And of course, you know the drill, here to get us started, to get us going, to introduce our guest for the day, my good friend, my co-host of Good News for the City, Pastor Brian Bale, Senior Pastor of Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia, my friend. Good to see you, man. You know, Dennis, one of the things that we talk about from time to time, that between us, we have X amount of years in ministry. And so I won't remember that number again, because if I give the total number, then they know how old you are and how old I am. But man, I'll say this. Man, about it. This next year marks the 25th year and the privilege I've had of being in ministry. And I bring that up simply because the way that I found my way into ministry, besides the calling of God, was through a seminary who decided to do some extension site work out in the area that I was. I was that person who was working another job. I was that person who felt the, the tug of ministry on my life, but wasn't quite ready yet to go full board to the main campus and to explore stuff. And through that opportunity, God used that to change the path of my life. And so I'm very excited mm-hmm. about what Denver mm-hmm. Seminary is doing right here in the Washington metro area. I'm excited to have the ladies that we have on with us today. First, I want to tell you about Pam Creekmer. She serves as the instructor and director of health and wellness group within the education and training department at the First Baptist Church of Glen Arden in Maryland. She currently works as a research lead for the Denver Seminary Washington, D.C. Extension Campus. She holds a Master of Arts degree in Leadership from Denver Seminary, as well as a Bachelor of Science degree in Nursing from the Howard University. As well, we got Reverend Iantha Brown. She serves as a co-pastor at Refuge Church Ministries in Glen Burnie, Maryland, along with her husband, uh, the Reverend Dr. Keith Brown Sr. She holds a Master of Divinity degree from Seminary, and she's currently a student in the Doctor of Ministry program there at Denver. As well as welcome back to the show, we have Reverend Deborah Barr. Uh, Deborah, I think if you come on five times, we give you a pin. I'm not sure. So we're, we're two into the five. So we're going to keep. Record no, I have, I have hats now, Brian. I have, I have hats. hats. All right. There you go. Hats, yeah, man, right? I have hats. hats. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, for those of you who have listened and heard about her before, just as a reminder, though, she serves as an associate pastor at the First Baptist Church of Glen Arden in Maryland. She, the host site for Denver Seminary, the Washington, D.C. Extension Campus. Mm-hmm. She herself holds mm-hmm. a Master of Divinity in Denver Seminary. And her prior educational background includes a Bachelor of Science in Geology from, Missouri, from Missouri State, a Master's of Aeronautical Science from Embry-Riddle, and a Juris Doctor degree 
the University of the District of Columbia. Thank you to each and every single one of you ladies for joining us here on the show today to talk about this great opportunity. The, the show, The Good News for the City, is, is about extending the gospel out to the city, the Washington metro area. And what's unique about this show that we all know is that we talk about local people or local opportunities that local people can get involved in. And there's, there's probably nothing more, what I would like to say, investment worthy than learning more about the truth of the Bible and who Jesus Christ is by taking educational classes, especially at a seminary level. And there's not always a local opportunity to do that for many people. And so excited about what Denver Seminary is doing here, Deborah. You joined us a few weeks back. And for anyone who missed that, would you give us sort of a brief summary of Denver Seminary and then the programs that are available here in the Washington metro area? Sure. Thank you so much for inviting me back to the show. Denver Seminary was actually founded in 1951. So it's been around for 70 years. And we've been here in the District of Columbia area since 2015. And Denver Seminary is a fully accredited seminary, bringing graduate level theological education to working adults here in DC. And we have uh, three degrees that we offer at the graduate program level, the Master of Divinity, the Master of Arts and Leadership, and a certificate in biblical and theological studies. And we're really excited to announce that we have a new program that we started this fall, offering a lay ministry certificate at the undergraduate level. And Iantha can, can talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, I think a lot of times that people think about uh, seminary education and they think that means that what that has to then happen is I have to change my professional vocation. So something we say here all the time, we are all ministers of the gospel, whether it's through a professional vocation where we get a paycheck from somewhere or whether we're working at the local Amazon fulfillment center or working at an IT place or working at home, uh, doing something else. We're all ministers of the gospel, just we play that out differently. But when we think about seminary, I think many times people think, well, that means I have to be on this track to then go officially work at a parachurch or church organization. And that's one of these things, these lay ministry certificates helps dispel in some ways. Could you talk about that? Sure. Thank you all so much for uh, inviting me to, to come and share. Truly, I am very excited and passionate about this new uh, lay ministry program that we uh, brought to the D.C. or the DMV uh, this fall. Um, and, and it does exactly what you were just saying, Brian. It uh, gives people an opportunity, particularly if you do not have uh, an undergraduate degree, uh, that opportunity to get a solid uh, foundation uh, in training if you're a ministry leader. And the good news is, uh, whether you've been doing ministry for a very long time and you're a seasoned leader, or if you are just starting out uh, in a leadership role in your church or, or, or wherever, um, this program will really give you a just a, such a solid foundation uh, in, in uh, learning uh, more about the Bible, how to interpret it, uh, how to prepare um, sermons, uh, Christian ethics. I mean, it, it's a very well-rounded program, and it's really geared to help to support uh, men and women who are doing other things but really do want to understand better the role that they've taken on in their in their churches often. And I think all of us can agree, we never stop learning, whether we've been doing it for Absolutely. a short period of time, 
whether we've had official, and I use that term very loosely, so let's just say education through a seminary and use that term, or whether we've had unofficial, I've just been reading the Bible, I've been doing it some way. We all need to continue that learning and to have those tools available. So much that you said there, I would love to, to talk about because, you know, as, as teachers of the word, like we both are, one of the things I often tell people, like, you know, if you get into real estate, the three rules are location, location, location. I have to tell you anything about scripture. When you go into it, if I have to give you the first three rules, it's context, 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 right? In all of our, you know, all of our class, we use those big terms about exegesis classes and hermeneutics classes and all those words we could use that no one really cares about other than us sometimes. You know, they matter, though, when it comes to sharing the truth about the gospel Absolutely. and equipping individuals to be better communicators of the truth. The good news is never, ever a bad thing. Now, Pam, I mentioned earlier that uh, you're holding listening sessions specifically uh, to um, the African-American, the black pastors. Talk about that. What, what is a, a listening session? And um, let, let us know then, after you tell us about that, where can they go to sign up for it and those sort of things? Great. Thank you. So wonderful to be here. Well, a listening session is similar to a focus group or a focus study. It's a type of facilitated discussion with a group of people aimed at collecting information, uh, information around their experience. Um, in this particular sense, we're looking at their experience in theological educational programs in the area. We are also, um, these participants um, in the listening sessions are asked to talk about what they know, uh, what they experience, and, and specific questions around theological education. That's the focus of all of the listening sessions. Mm -hmm. Now, we're holding two more that are offered. We had one last Tuesday in Fair Oaks. Um, that was amazing. Um, God sent the right couple of pastors to answer these questions, and they gave us some great nuggets. So on November, um, October 19th, from 6.30 to 8, we'll be at the Gaithersburg Marriott Washington Center. Mm -hmm. And on October 6th, um, from 6.30 to 8, we'll be at the Crown Plaza in Greenbelt, Maryland. It's um, a light dinner, great, actually not a light dinner, a, a delicious plated dinner, a little bit of fellowship time, and then we jump right into the listening sessions. Now, so for those people who may be driving when they're listening to this and like, I can't remember all of this, and we certainly don't want them to be, you know, texting it down Give them a web address or somewhere they could go that say, hey, that I can remember to go to to find out that information. It is so easy. They can register at Eventbrite Denver Seminary. Uh, it'll pop up. I've tried it from a, a variety of different ways. So Eventbrite Denver Seminary Listening Sessions. It comes right, right up. So you could just go to Google or Yahoo or whatever your browser is that you use to search the Internet. Type that in Eventbrite Denver Seminary uh, Listening Sessions. It'll pop up and send it to you. And you can register up. there both dates and they can register there. Of course it is free mm -hmm. register there. And then um, we, we go on from there. Yes. Yeah. And, and maybe just, maybe you can't remember that. That's okay. There's lots of things that I don't remember. Maybe you can remember this. You can email her directly. Pamela pay a P A M not pay a P A M E L A dot Creekmer Creek C R E E K M U R at Denver seminary.edu. That's Pamela dot Creekmer. And you can find out more about that. Now, you mentioned you just held one in Fair Oaks and you had just the right people show up to get just the right feedback. And now certainly you've done more than one just there in Fair Oaks. You've mentioned that. Talk about some of the feedback that you've received so far that's been helpful. Well, it's, the information we've gathered has been invaluable, actually, um, look, going forward. Most of the people that came and, and, and gave their information felt that there was a real need for practical ministry courses. Um, as we talk about uh, 
the seminary is a place that you can get a terminal degree. I got a master's in leadership, but mm-hmm. many of these people who had gone, some of these were had gone through doctoral programs, really felt the need that what was missing was practical ministry courses, uh, administration, uh, volunteer management, those kinds of things. Um, one of the other things that they felt was that they're understanding that culture matters, just as when, as you said, context, 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 when we're studying the Bible, when we're trying to uh, explain a, a, a scenario in the Bible, context, history, culture matters. They were very strong about culture matters, even in the environment where a seminary education is gathered. Um, so yeah. uh, that came through very, very clear. Um, and uh, so there were lots of pearls of wisdom. One that was a blessing was that everyone valued this education. And there are some interesting barriers and um, uh, roadblocks that were uh, discussed that came up uh, in terms of why people maybe won't go. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that in a moment. And I appreciate that. So before we get to those interesting barriers, and I think we've got to address those things that sometimes we, we say, well, there's an opportunity out there. And we feel like that for every person, they should just be able to grab that opportunity with equal chance. And we know that's not true. And we'll address that in just a moment, as I just said. Um, but you've also received a planning grant, I've heard, uh, to support this important work. What does that grant provide for if, for example, one of the barriers is finances? Right. Well, so this is a planning and assessment grant. So this is a type of grant that is designed to help an institution or organization. And in this case, it's the Denver Seminary to do the research and Mm -hmm. find the answers to what some of those things may be. And the goal of this grant is to come up with some plans based on the listening sessions, what people are telling us they need design something or a plan to go forward to get additional funding to implement some of those plans. So that's Ah. typically how a planning grant is. So what's covered in that is the cost of these listening sessions, Mm -hmm. cost of the data analysis. We've done surveys with students, faculty, and ministers in the community. Um, These listening sessions have been invaluable, and it also covers the uh, data uh, covering, uh, evaluating the information analysis and that kinds of things. So it's a small dollar amount if you think mm-hmm. of in terms of grants but it's sure. for planning and assessment so that we could come up with ideas for uh, multiple phases that will be yet to come well i love that idea that you know many times our struggle isn't that the idea wasn't good but the plan to execute the idea it lacked and again as as pastors not all pastors are this way just some of us you know we're often really good with large scale ideas that we need to go here or this needs to happen here but getting from point A to point B, sometimes we're not as effective in that or we don't have the right team. And so it's, it's great to hear that not only is this important, but there's a strategic plan being put in place to make sure that its levels of importance that it holds is actually followed through on and executed. Now, specifically, you talked about these listening sessions are targeted uh, towards black leaders. And uh, earlier on, before we got on the air, certainly if, if people who don't happen to be black want to come, they're available, but, but they're able to come and, and they can gain a lot for it. But there's a target audience that, that surrounds this. How would you encourage some, maybe some black leaders who are hearing this right now, or maybe uh, one of their friends heard it and then they pass the podcast along to them real quickly and that sort of stuff. Say, hey, you need to participate in these sessions. Or even, for example, like the younger generation, right, who... I'm not a digital native. I, I'm a, so I got a feet in both worlds. I didn't grow up with the internet, right? But my kids, um, they've never known anything different. I still remember the first time I watched my daughter 
when she was young, go up to our TV set and start touching it like she thought it could do something before TVs were able to actually do that, right? And it was just natural for her to do this. And I think there's some natural uh, bent towards uh, younger generations that I don't need to go through theological education per se in a, in a typical formal format. I can just find everything I need on the internet. And the internet's a wonderful place to find lots of things. Some of it good, some of it, let's say, less than effective to say the least. How would you encourage someone who may be struggling against this idea of formal education? So that, that's a very good question. Um, these sessions are designed to engage and listen to black pastors and youth for that matter, who are considering mm -hmm. a, a life in ministry or a, a being bivocational. Um, but it's really to help Denver create educational offerings and institutional culture that'll provide an environment where um, black pastors or people from the uh, diverse community will feel comfortable enough to go and be guided in how they are equipping uh, what they feel they need to do mm -hmm. ministry. Um, it's really just very wide open. We have open-ended questions and there are no preconceived notions. We want to hear what you feel you need, what is missing, and what would it look like if you could create your own program? And that's been, a, that's been the, the most difficult question for people because it forced them to really think about, oh, if I have the resources, what would it look like? And so that's been very good. The young people really, really, really want authentic. They don't want to take 5 million steps to get there. And this is designed actually for them as well. You can come and speak to what you need. Speak to if social justice issues are your thing, you can talk about that. And then the, the, the roundup on that would be, well, what would it look like, young person, if you created that? What tools mm -hmm. would that look like? So it's been a great, we've had young, we've had old, we've had seasoned pastors, new pastors. We, the gambit, which has mm. uh, been a blessing as well. I can't, it's yeah. not a monolith. So that's been the biggest aha for me. You talk to that one pastor, you've talked to that one pastor. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, I want to switch to you and then we'll go back to the mm -hmm. obstacles in just a moment. You've actually been through Denver Seminary. And, and sometimes I think it's really important for people to hear personal stories about how when I made this decision to cross the barriers that maybe existed for me, the benefit of how did your experience at Denver Seminary, as you mentioned earlier on, sort of change the trajectory of your life and ministry and encourage people with that? Well, let, let me just say um, the, the experience, the, the knowledge that I gained as a student at Denver Seminary, I just so believe that it is going to just take me places in ministry that perhaps I hadn't even thought of or dreamed of. Mm. Um, and it, as it kind of turns out, I, I think what has helped me to have some success in uh, recruiting for the lay ministry program is because I had been a student at Denver and I yeah. understood where they were trying to take me Yes. Uh, better so that I could relay that, you know, that information to some of the prospective students. Yeah, I hear you saying I'm not talking from theory. I'm talking from practical experience. I, I've been in your seat. I've been there. Understand. Um, I understand your apprehensions. I, you know, I understand what the kinds of things that may be holding you back. And and I think I was able to, in, in many cases, help people to. Uh, kind of move through that, you know, kind of navigate through that mm -hmm. to get themselves in the seat 
so that they could, um, their, their horizons could be broadened. I, because I think what happens is we often, um, we understand or we know the, the God of our parents or the God of our grandparents or who, you know, the church that we grew up in. But sometimes we got to know the God of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And that is what Denver Seminary did for me. Now, what was also uh, great for me is that I was already pastoring when I started seminary. So I could learn and share at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so as I could go deeper and wider, I could do the same thing with the congregation mm-hmm. that I yeah. was leading. So um, uh, you're. You're taking me back to flashbacks. I started in ministry already, too, while I was in seminary at the same time. And it was amazing how many people got in the Sunday school class I was teaching, what I just learned a couple of days before, right? And some of the right. best ways to, to learn things is to turn around and teach it. So uh, there's yeah. a lot of people that learn some systematic theology in some classes that maybe they didn't think they were going to go into in Sunday school. Absolutely. But that might I just be a joke I was just thinking of that same thing, Brian. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I thought, man, this, this sounds so much more hands-on than what when I was in seminary. Mm-hmm. Don't make a joke. I was in seminary with John Wesley, man. Don't be. Don't yeah, well, you know, be joking. At least at least John Wesley's statue. We'll just go with that. But I mean, <laughs> we're hitting on those practical things that too often what happens is, is that we're not able to connect the practical with the theoretical and what's offering there at Denver Seminary is to have those go hand in hand. And so Pam, I has mentioned it. You probably mentioned it in some of some of these sort of um, barriers. So in the last couple of minutes, let's talk about a couple of barriers that okay. that are able to be overcome. Sure. One of the ones that is the greatest challenge, I think, culturally, is the question whether theological educational training is necessary. Mm -hmm. Uh, Many uh, uh, felt that maybe it's not a part of their calling and it's not necessarily required for them to go into ministry, pastor and lead and share the gospel. Um, And so that's one of the biggest barriers for particularly within some denominations also because they have their own training and that kind of thing. The other perception is that seminary is not affordable. Um, And that is a misnomer as well. And um, so that's another major roadblock. But once you get to talk to people as as, um, Iantha just spoke about and share the process, um, it's Mm -hmm. easy to recruit. Um, The other thing is that there's a perception that Oh, I, I'm sorry. I was going to say the same thing. I, for me, pay, being able to pay monthly for it was a wonderful thing. I've been paying for Christian education for my daughter, and then it was mom's turn after she graduated from college. Sure. So it is affordable. Amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and those are good. I think I love how you mentioned that certain cultural backgrounds that we may come from the church may say, "Hey, you don't need this," yes. and, and maybe the way it's expressed is maybe you don't. But I tell you what, none of us ever hurt and forgetting more of it, right? You know, Amen. I mean, I Amen. I can let me just say this: I don't need a car. But I like driving my car a whole lot better than I'd like driving a bicycle. I can still get there. But sometimes there are tools available to help us get there in a more efficient and effective way. And certainly that's one of the many things that Denver Seminary offers. And so I just want to thank you again, Deborah. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, again, Iantha, thanks for being here. Pam, thanks for being here. Uh, these are exciting times for people here in the Washington metro area. And just as I mentioned earlier on, and Dennis will mention again, you know, if you want to connect, there are ways to connect, especially in these listening sessions upcoming. Right, Dennis? Amen. And I want to, before I close everything out, I want to invite Deborah back for just a second to, to mention the open house and invite folks out to that open house for Denver Seminary. Deborah? 
Yes, thank you so much. Um, we have an open house. It's virtual or in person coming up on November 13th. That's a Saturday morning, November 13th, between 9 and 1030. And you can come out and learn about the lay ministry program and our graduate programs at Denver Seminary. So just go to our website at denverseminary.edu forward slash DC and sign up for a visit. Fantastic. Hey, I, you guys are the best. I love y'all. Um, Pamela, I know we've talked a long time. Deborah, you've had the unfortunate events of working with me for the last several months. I answer, God bless your heart because you just need to meet us. So you, you actually think we're decent people. So <laughs> well, we are, I'm not, I'm just joking, of course, but folks, um, what a great show. Thank you so much. If you want to hear this again, please go to goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Also, if you want more information about Denver Seminary, please go to denverseminary.edu forward slash DC. And remember the open house on November the 13th, and you can sign up for that. Folks, what was really important today, and I think what really came out today, please remember, as always on Good News for the City, it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.